92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome back to What Would It Cost? This week we're talking all things real estate and more specifically, resale. Today we're talking to the CEO and the big chief over at the Jake Smith team. Jake Thank Smith. you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> you bought a shed in Windsor? You made money in the housing market last year? No way. Anything you shot on, you would have made up. What would it cost? That's the million dollar question. You're looking at North Bay now is at a million dollars. <laughs> I don't even think they hand you the keys anymore. What is it going to cost? How much? Hi, my name is Nicholas Regina. My name is Michael Sakuro. And you're listening to What, what Would It Cost? cost? <laughs> is that good? Yes. Thanks for having me. Well, thank yeah. you for coming out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank we're you. super, super excited to have you on the show. And again, thank you for giving us, you know, this time out of your day. We know you're a busy dude. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, so we want to talk about, uh, you know, your, your resale, mostly uh, your listings in these outer regions that it's not common amongst a lot of realtors or a lot of clients of what they're looking for. So I know you have a couple farm properties you're selling, yep. commercial properties, commercial properties with businesses, and uh, even a residential home on it. So it's, it's yep. really cool to see all your different kind of listings because they're the ones that are out there. It's not just your standard detached or semi-detached home and that's it. Exactly, right? right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, pretty much right now we do have one on the market. It's in Springwater, so yep. it's five acres. It's a residential commercial. Um, so how that works is uh, the building's actually more of a duplex style building. So okay. if, if you're looking to have staff on board and you, know, you wanna have the back end storage area, which it also offers outdoor storage as well, you know that's available for six million, awesome. and uh, nice. yeah, nice. that's what it will cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right to it. yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Nine not playing years. around. Yeah, I'll go by the name. <laughs> so well, yeah. one point yeah. five for the down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So and even breaking down the six million, because I know there's a business attached to it. So of course, how is so that was interesting to me to find out because I thought you know you're just real realtor, you're selling real estate so how's the business fall into that and how are you i guess evaluating it or is it telling that the client's telling you okay this is what we do in their business this is what we're evaluating it at and you blend yep. it with the land yep so uh what happens is it also blends in with the land and also what we're doing is we're selling their equipment as a package okay so with the equipment uh they give us an equipment list um pretty much broke down what the expenses are for each unit on the equipment and then that's where we ended it added in the land value right. and that's where we kind of made a decision on the price where we want to go at and stuff too so nice okay. yeah, yeah talk to us a little bit so when you're assessing the equipment value right yep what would it cost in, in in relation to what would it cost? Do you assess like how old that equipment is, what it retailed for when it was new, what the market's paying for it? Like, how do you yeah. go about you know yeah. adding that in and injecting it into the overall sale price? And then is it something that um, can be built in and then mortgage? Talk to us about that. Yes. Right? So yeah. that's another thing too with big properties like that. Sometimes you do something called a vendor take back, which okay. is basically where the seller acts as the bank. And yep. when they sell it back to say the buyer, they can give them you know a million dollars off the price, but they can pay that back over a year or two, depending right. on that. But when it comes to actually selling the equipment, um, sometimes you got to rely on the actual seller. You can't be an expert in every industry, right? So Absolutely. you know they yeah. can say uh, we bought this for X amount ten years ago, and yeah. then you kind of got to factor in the wear and tear and, and, and just go exactly. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So and yeah, like, I'm happy you brought up the vendor take backs because that's. Um, 
we, we see a lot of that, especially on the types of properties you're selling. You have, you know, large ac- uh, large acreage uh, or farms, and like you said, it's not your yeah. your uh, run of the mill mortgage they could get. So what's what's that look like on a vendor take back? What are the terms? What are What's the longest you've seen? What's the shortest? Yeah, it's usually the longest I've seen that people want their money back fairly fast. Yeah. I'd yeah. say within a year or two, the longest okay. you'll see is usually uh, two years. And then okay. the, the shortest you'll see is probably a year. And it's usually about a million to two million yeah. um, okay. based off that. And then that's when we talk to guys like you and try to get the, the exactly. interest rate and, and line that up with the seller and the buyer. So yeah. it makes sense and they can go from there. Like yeah. you said too, it's quite it's quite common and popular with vacant land, especially because it's hard to get a mortgage on a vacant land. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, most times it's 20, 50% down, especially like you don't know what you're doing with that property if you want to service it or whatever it may be. Sometimes, like you said, it's better to get that vendor take back, do what you to do that property, maybe service it so you're getting that higher mortgage with the... uh, with the bank or the higher value for sure. That's exactly yeah, it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys. And then, uh, and then yeah, not, since we're talking about these niche properties, so run us through some other properties or some what, what you're more niche into on the resale, uh, on the real estate side. Yeah, well, with resale too, it's kind of, I guess in this industry, you, you kind of just fall into stuff just based off clients you have. Yeah. Right. So um, we've been dealing recently with a lot of farms up north, especially Southgate area. Yeah. So if you land one or two out in that area it's a very tight-knit community a lot of the farmers know each other right. so um you know especially in South mm-hmm. Cape, we've actually been working with like some of the amish community oh, nice. so yeah yeah nice. so awesome. yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah it works out there and then uh yeah so you get like big farms are about 100 acres and then right. just based on that um we have one that's coming up it's going to be 3.3 it's 100 acres um okay. it's a new style farm as well and it's yeah. got like a little barn on it and everything as well too so nice yeah so what is what does that look like from when you're dealing with the agricultural side of things are you looking at it from an acreage perspective and what's what the zoning is and how close it is to its to the nearest development in in an urban city like just tell us a little bit about that and and how that gets assessed and and looked at yeah yeah Yeah. so usually how it works too like um if say it's a hundred acre farm there's only going to be x amount that's actually workable so you got to go based off the workable land so say on the hundred acre that we have listing about 60 of it is actually workable and then the 40 it's you know treed um certain areas that you can't really use with the green belt exactly yeah so green belt you know there's different restrictions the niagara escarpment there is certain things that you you know you can't technically farm off of right so yeah in that sense you know you can't it's almost useless but you still got to give it a factor because of the acreage right so you're still purchasing the land and then uh, also with farm there's something called tiling so it makes the drainage for um, whatever you're farming i guess easier to do so there's certain things like that that actually add extra land value um, depending on how you take care of the land as well too so right yeah so you're taking land and you're selling the land from a farmer and what was being the, the purpose of that land being a farm and That's you're selling it. it to another farmer you're not selling it to a developer some it depends on the case so okay. right okay. now I, I haven't personally done that with another developer but right. usually that right. it's a long process you got to go to the city right. um, you got to see what the zoning restrictions are right. Um, right. if it's even allowed because a lot of the times the developers it, it's it takes a lot you got to fight with the city depending right. on the city it's a it's going to be a tougher fight majority yeah. of the time so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah based on Dep- that yeah, it depends how big the envelope is and get grease in the that's wheels. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take that buddy boy yeah, yeah. so yeah what do you need to for yeah yeah exactly so 
What about the skyscraper? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah. It depends city to city. Depends on what's going on in the area too. Like if yeah. you're starting to get a bunch of residential homes building towards the farms, that's yeah. usually when it says, okay, maybe we should approach the city. Or a lot of devel- uh, sorry developers, what they do is yeah. they'll buy the land, they'll bank it for a few years, go through the process of getting it you know, potentially zoned residential, right. uh, switched over from the A1 and then go it based off that. And right. then right. that's when they make their money, right? right. So. Yeah. And given that, because you're saying they're banking it, so a lot of these guys are not buying it to farm themselves. So exactly. for example, you know, you want to buy a residential house. You're like, okay, what's what's my market rent? I can get on this. So what's what do you equate to that? Like, do you have, is there like a market rent analysis in the sense of, I'm going to rent this out to a farmer or is there one's more desirable? Here's corn or a cow pasture or whatever it may be. Yeah, so it, exactly. So it kind of depends on the area. Um, I found with the Amish community, what they actually like is they like somebody renting the actual house. So they don't live in the house and they just buy the land, own the land, and then they farm the land. Okay. And then they make money off of just the income the from, the, income from, from, from the, the rental house. income. Oh, sweet. Right. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Right. so yeah. Very cool. Depen- yeah, depending on, yeah. on who wants it for what, right? So yeah. 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 And then they become very self-sufficient in regards to being able to grow their own produce and yep. have it be that the, the family works the farm with them and, and is able to bring in an income through that and, and uh, expand the business, essentially. That, right? That's exactly it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the Jake Smith team and how you've scaled that and yep. the new talent that you're bringing on and what you look to do in the future with it and what you're currently doing and how both being on the management side of, of scaling a real estate team along with being on the transaction side and still having your own clientele is. Yep. Tell us a little bit about you know managing and dealing with both because I know you got a lot on the go. For, for sure, right now. So yeah, yeah it, it's still first in the baby steps right now. Um, we yeah. got a, a team of three right now. It's okay. myself, Renee, Michaela, and Jaylen. Okay. All three of them are absolute rock stars. So yeah, 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 yeah. they're gonna do very well in this industry. Um, yeah. Just right now, it's just kind of coaching them a little bit. Um, yeah. All of them are good at their own. Uh, I guess they specialize in their own areas, especially too. So we got like Renee in Mississauga. We got Michaela downtown Toronto, who's doing absolutely great down there. And we got Jaylin and Vaughn as well. So yeah, so we're spread out. It's good for, I guess, potential clients because we can send anybody who's in that specific area to to handle it. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely (laughs) diversify. So at least someone comes to you, it's like, no, I just deal with this area. You have an expert. In each because, area, yeah. exactly it's right. A very, so very well, well diversified real estate team that yep. understands the different micro niches in the market and is able to perform at a high level for whatever type of clientele may walk through your door, right? Yep. And the team seems when we met with them to go over all the mortgage fundamentals and and give them that information because that's something that we've done together is is to keep your team motivated inspired and and also educated with what the mortgage process looks like just to add that layer of expertise but they seem to be pumped up and motivated and and really excited so good on you for being able to inject that company culture and and have that you know be uh be noticed yeah well i appreciate that man yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. excited we're growing every day too still new to me to be on the managing side of real estate too because you know you kind of you're on your own in this business at the end of the day right so you can only teach people so much and then they got to take it over and all three of the girls like they're gonna do really well so, that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. a rock solid team yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. yeah and now looking at uh you know the market outlook the last two years obviously it's been crushing yep um so more specifically on the properties you're dealing with again like these commercial properties farms vacant land how's that yep. looking is it is it that having that same increase just like the you know your residential market or are you seeing it 
picking up a lot quicker, slowing down? Uh, it, it depends on the pocket too. Right. So if, if you're like downtown Toronto, it's almost guaranteed to be hot just because mm-hmm. there's so many buyers looking in that area. But yeah. the major issue right now is supply and demand. So Absolutely, the, you yeah. know, there's always one house and then there's 20 buyers on it. So until that somewhat balances, which you know, people have been saying it for the past four or five years, it's going to balance and it, it hasn't yet. Right. So, yeah. you know, one house pops up, you got guys fighting over it. It's going to always drive the price up. So yeah. it, it's hard to predict. I just, you know, if it ever does catch up, that's when the, it will probably calm down a bit. But right. it, yeah, like I said, it's almost yeah, you, impossible you to predict. You make a good point supply and demand. Like yeah. we're, we're in that unprecedented time where immigration stuff for two years and we know immigration is a huge factor to course, all, yeah. our, all our markets in Canada being a huge immigration uh, uh, country. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's hard to put your finger yeah. on exactly <laughs> what's sure. be going on. Yeah. It's, yeah. Inter- it's interesting to know that even talking about agricultural land out in the, the suburban areas or, you know, an hour's out from the downtown core is still feeling that direct effect from the supply and demand issue and how, yeah. You know, we're 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 just becoming more and more dense as as a province altogether. Right? That's so, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. interesting. Because yeah, the population's growing. You got to keep going outwards, right? Exactly. So, yeah, there's yeah. only so much you can yeah. squeeze down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, even a, like a lot of the farms, there's like Puss Lynch area, Guelph, like around there, the Wellington area. Right. All those farmers, they're more moving towards Southgate now because the development's caught up. Right. So you know, the, everybody wants to be closer to the downtown core, and yeah. all the farms that they've been around forever. Yeah. It, those are the next spots to be built on right. so that's going north north like west wherever <laughs> so yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. you can fit them right so right. yeah and yeah to, to touch on <laughs> yeah. that because i remember a couple of years back before this big boom the popular areas where you're allison new to kemski yep. all that what's what are you seeing as the next one or innisville is big as well what do you see that's that next one that's even further north because i remember seeing new to kemski and allison at like you know 500 600 grand innisville yeah three four hundred thousand now they're all yeah. millions like oh, yeah, oh, 1.2 yeah. to 1.5 so what's that next for our first time home buyers is gonna be, like where's that next place none of what it's it's going so fast man and yeah. uh, like right now i really think innisfil's on the up and coming yeah. so yeah it's just because barry's already fully developed so yeah. you're kind of in that pocket yeah, in between bradford and innisfil yeah. yeah so even yeah. that springwater they've got a lot of nice like um estate type style homes so okay. that's right beside barry there yeah. so that whole pocket it's going to fill up and then the more north you go it's like collingwood with sega um a lot of that's already developed and yeah. I, I find a lot of people what they're doing now is they're selling their big homes in Toronto and they can either work from home or they're retiring because right. a lot of the baby boomers just because of the age um, they're saying okay wh- why are we staying down here let's sell our house cash yeah. out move to Muskoka and buy something and live on the water yeah stress-free yeah. so yeah. call yeah. it a life exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, why not yeah sell the house <laughs> you sell a car buy yeah. a boat yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. we've been yeah. having a lot of conversations with uh, with people that are, are uh, retiring and, and looking at what their real estate portfolio has done for them on a performance level, and they're saying, "Holy smokes, we got a lot of equity here." Yeah, yep. you know, and, and it's nice. It's nice to it's nice to see that look in their face when they come to their realization. Like we have options. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, and we can do a lot. And then that's where uh, you know other other uh, markets come into conversation, and and uh, people get excited. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Throwing that throwing that Florida plug too. So yeah, a lot of yeah. people yeah. they'll sell the houses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll move into condos and they're, they're, they're buying something out of country, right? So right. Yeah. that's why that's important, I believe, for everybody to kind of tap into that market too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're not just stuck in one spot. And I think yeah. it's good to be mobile, especially with our harsh winters. It's good to be able to have somewhere else to go to. Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah, especially if you're moving a lot more north. You definitely don't want to be here in the winter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
exactly right. We're, we're so, pretty yeah. self and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just finding whatever the unique um, preference is for per client and then just yeah. do it based off uh, of what their needs are, right? So, yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And in, in light of the, the podcast theme, what would it cost? So we're yep. looking at, let's take a look at a piece of land, um, about let's say 10 acres okay. outside market. What do the commissions look like on that? Is it is it the same in re, in regards to um, you know the pre-con or the resale commissions? What are the closing costs, the land transfer tax, and just just get into the the, the simple numbers? Yeah. Us, right? Okay. So yeah. pretty much what it would cost for vacant land. Um, it's usually four percent. You usually do two okay. on the listing side. Okay. Um, and then two on the cooperating side, right? So okay. that's usually what that that costs. And then depending on the area, that's the price of. You know, like there was one in Caledon we sold that was 25 acres. That was about, it was almost a year ago now, but that one went for 5.3. Just plain land, okay. no house, uh, absolutely nothing on it. And even that one had a bidding war yeah. on it too. So, um, right. you know, yeah. So we, that's about a quarter million acre? Yes, okay. roughly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and what was the zoning on that? Uh, zoning was A1 zoning, so that's okay. agricultural. Okay. And that was just completely by itself there's right. no no structure on it and right yeah right. what so, are the the land transfer tax uh, start to look like yeah it's a, you know a few th it's it's pretty similar and also you get a, a deduction with um with being at farmland as well yeah. so yeah, yeah you don't you get hammered. Like, nick you asshole that's your job <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> call your lawyer buddy yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, right on, right yeah, on. yeah. So Very cool. Yeah, and, and yeah, talking about like you know hot markets. So how long are these usually sit? Because again, it's like niche. Like I know there's one we were working on that it's it, it's 100 acres. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like your average Joe's like yeah, I want that 100 acres. Yeah. So I know a house. You know they're lasting two three days. How long's a piece of vacant land or a farm lasted? Depending on the area again. Yeah. But um, it it depends because like you were saying too, you're you're tapping into a different bracket of people that can mm -hmm. actually afford that, right? So yeah, yeah. if people can't. It's hard to say. Some yeah, of them yeah. will be, you know, sometimes I usually try to take a contract for a year. Right. So like, okay. yeah. yeah. So if you do that, it gives you enough time. Right. Um, you know, sometimes if it's sitting for a couple months, then you know you might be overpriced mm -hmm. or you're not looking for the buyers in the right spot. So you got to kind of right. change your strategy at that point. Right. So, right. Yeah. And are you seeing, uh, what, what are your bidding wars if if they're are they even existing in that world is there uh, how 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 does that work in comparison to a semi-detached coming up in the gta and there being 40 offers on it like what does it look like when you put up a big piece of land like that on, on an outside market yeah so i find with a big piece of land what we do is yeah. we actually strategically price it correctly like okay. i know right now with with everything going on what they're doing yeah. we're underpricing it on purpose i know it yeah. kind of sounds twisted to do that yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day you work for your client if that strategy is working that's what you do yeah. at the end of the day that's that's how it works so yeah. um it's been working it's it's not a fun way to do things, but yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you got to have the best interest. There's a hundred ninety nine thousand downtown Toronto, <laughs> three thousand square foot home sells for four million. Yeah. Realtor's good. He got three point eight over. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. List it for a toonie and then yeah. just let the buyers yeah, exactly. fight for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I've yet to see that. I'd love to see someone do a, like like a ballsy move like oh yeah, one ninety nine. Well, like let's try it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like no, you know what I mean? Like go. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let them duke it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw them in the Real basement fun. of the house. Whoever exactly. wins gets the yeah. offer. Yeah, I think it's not even about like, going firm anymore. Yeah. <laughs> do you find by by doing that, you know, uh, lowering the price super low and having that bidding war and 
you know, it's sold over asking. Do you find that a lot of buyers are getting tired or they're catching on to it where it's going back to you got a sort of price to sell? Yeah, so everybody's getting frustrated with it, even the listing agents, the buyer's agents. Um, we got to do a lot more educating our clients before taking them out. Because right. a lot of the time we have them set up on automatic email or we're skimming through emails. Uh, we send them something for $799. Their budget's 800000 but the $799 is going to go for one point one. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's, it's creating more work for everybody by doing it this mm-hmm. way. Right. I don't like the fact that it fell into it, but that's kind of where we yeah. are right now, pulling it back up. Out, it's yeah. going to have to take the market to level out. Right. But I, I do believe it's going to come to an end soon. I do see it slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Um, like there was one on the weekend that we showed. It, w- it was three. It still sounds like a lot, but there's three multiple offers on it. Okay. But like even last year and, you know, some pockets it's like 25 offers plus like right just wow. depending so it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes it's yeah it's out of hand right now and, and even to go to your point about the buyer's frustration like i noticed it on our end because you know they're saying or we're doing the pre-approval you could afford 700 800 so yep. they're going to see the houses because they're like well it says listed for 700 800 yep and they're, they can, they're just walking away from it because it goes like you said one 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 two it's yeah. like yeah, it's it's really they gotta actually look for the three four hundred to get to what they're actually pre-approved. <laughs> that, that's exactly. But yeah, I can ima- it drives us crazy trying to help them. I can imagine driving them crazy just like I'm getting approved for this. I don't even know what to go look at. It, exactly. Yeah. 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 You gotta you gotta break the bad news to them quite a bit. And uh, yeah. it's, the best way to do it is uh, you print off comparables in the area. You show okay. I know it's listed at seven ninety nine. This almost identical house sold for a million that's where we're at if you guys yeah. still want to go out and see it <laughs> let's right. go do it but <laughs> you're probably paying a million bucks for it so yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel about this seller's market yeah and the gas prices <laughs> touring your buyers yeah everyone's gonna be homeless <laughs> as, if, as if buyers didn't piss you off enough how do you feel now Jay? oh yeah i'm furious oh, he's man going, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. yeah i joined the Amish community screw everybody yeah he's gonna ask next he's time gonna yeah. instead of commissions can i get a horse and buggy exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, okay, I can imagine that not. definitely plays into the yeah, yeah. <laughs> driving these guys around. You're like, yeah, 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 who's yeah. filling up? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Well, listen, it was uh, it was a pleasure hosting you and always hearing you know from an expert like yourself on Thanks, on uh, you know your niche in the market and uh, although you got a team that that is an expert in every different area, you know, if there was more time on the clock, we'd love to talk about all. I'll be that, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely gonna have further episodes and seasons that we'd like to have you on and yep. uh, again thank you so much for your time yeah, really appreciate it and you're a total dude and and uh, you've been so good to us and we really appreciate that anytime man thank you guys both for having me and yeah thank you again for tuning in uh be sure to check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms be sure to like follow and share and we'll see you next week what would it cost next on what would it cost talking about the uh, the university that's something i've always been interested in is the yeah. student rentals yeah what's uh what's that yield looking like for because it's, it's very different than your your traditional because you might have three bedrooms you rent yeah. to a family for 1500 bucks a month yeah. but with the student housing you're going per door yeah. so yeah talk a bit about that well yeah. to look at the rents so if you because we're getting you know 800 a bedroom right. okay. so some of these houses yeah. are bringing in four four grand a month or around right. four grand a month and what do you get with a bedroom typically closet bedroom and you share a bathroom and you share kitchen okay so you you, but you get the environment so you get the being downtown in the university district where you can party and you can do all this stuff so you're that's what you're paying for is is the location Location,